0: AKA Hanaconda, aka Sister Louise. <laughs> and I am here with my guy Frank, aka Frank Berder, aka Oscar, as in Oscar Meyer Wiener. How are you doing, Frank?
1: I don't mind that nickname. I know Oscar? we've been Oscar's not bad. Reminds me of that guy in the office. I'll take it.
0: <laughs> All right. Oscar I mean I, it is. I was li-
1: I was leaning towards sausage. what uh, who was that guy? Was that the guy we were talking about last week? So
0: you can't be sausage because I already have you already you, a sausage you already in know my it. life. Yeah. Yep.
1: That's so you what can she be said. Oscar. <laughs> okay.
0: You can um, be Oscar. All right.
1: I'll take it. I don't nice. know why I'm yelling. I'm just excited. Yeah.
0: Stop yelling at me, God.
1: I'm. Uh, <laughs> I'm drinking a. Now I thought this was a local uh, a local place. It's called the dog it's called Dogfish Head Distillery Distilling Company. Um, blueberry shrub. Local? No. You would think, I mean, we have a dogfish in in Maine. Um, actually I shouldn't yeah, that say is that because really I'm really sh- weird. It's dogfish.com. It's called Dogfish Head, and the logo is like a shark. So I, I'm not quite sure what's going on. Um, but it's called blueberry shrub vodka th- soda.
0: Is dogfish just like a thing? Like, is that what some people call sharks? Because I've seen that before. We're like, isn't there a bar oh. in Portland called the dogfish?
1: Yes, which I've been to many times, and well, not lately. There used to be one, um, there used to be two locations in downtown Portland. Um, I
0: actually, I'm I'm not allowed to go to that bar anymore.
1: <laughs> really? I,
0: yeah, I. Uh, not that they told me that I'm not allowed to go there anymore. I've just put that parameter on myself because. Hmm. One time, I was there. Um, it was my friend's birthday, my friend Rachel's birthday. Shout out, Rachel, girl, I love you. Um, Rachel,
1: <laughs> that's and, not the girl from uh, Friends. Is a is that the girl from Friends or is this a different Rachel?
0: This is a different Rachel, uh, and okay, not got it. unfortunately, I love my mm-hmm. Rachel probably yep. more than, I mean, not probably, definitely more than I love the Rachel on Friends.
1: Oh, nice. Um, Wow.
0: And so it was her birthday. And uh, we were just like bar hopping or bopping around. We ate there, which I Hmm. think is really funny now, considering that like it's not a place you'd think to go and eat. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like if you live in Portland, you're not like, oh, I'm going to go down to Dogfish and grab a bite to eat.
1: Is this the one near? Is this the one near Starbucks? Like sort of semi across the street, like down the street a little.
0: Oh god! If you think I know where Starbucks is in Portland, then wait. Is you got another fish? thing coming.
1: Is this the <laughs> dogfish in Portland you're talking about? Yeah. Okay, because there's two dogfishes. There's one near like the McDonald's, Dunkin' Donuts, and then uptown more. There's more, uh, more toward the museum and uh, the. Chisholm's I think museum this one
0: is more. towards the museum.
1: Okay, I know the. One. I've been there many times.
0: It's the one that's like in the basement.
1: Yes, that's yep. got Okay. It.
0: So, uh, any any more interruptions? Is there anything else you want to ask me before I continue my story?
1: I would like to know what you ordered.
0: Oh God, I don't remember. Last time was, you were there, I was like, I was drunk, so okay, it could Say have no been more. anything.
1: I know. Okay. <laughs> All right, continue. So, I will not interrupt.
0: <laughs> so we're drunk. We're in there. We we're getting stuff to eat. And then, um, you know, we wrap it up and then we go to another bar. And then all of a sudden, and we like trickled out, but all met up at the same bar, the bar, the next one that we went to. And one of my friends walks in and is like, uh, Hannah, you never paid your tab. <laughs> So, I literally, I'm, like, wasted. I run back over, and these two things, I don't, like, remember how far they were, but they weren't close. And Mm. so I just, like, stumble back over, and I'm, like, I am so sorry. Like, I did not mean to do this. Like, please accept my money. And they were, like, yeah, of course we're going to accept your money, like, what do you think we're going to like not let you pay for what you just ordered? Like what does that even mean? But needless to say, I just like embarrassed the shit out of myself when I went back over there. And the next day I was like, I'm never going back to that bar again. because They're going to remember wow. my face. Like there's no way that they're not going to be able to remember right. this like person who comes in with all of her drunk friends. We were loud. We took over the place. And then I leave, don't pay for my bill, and come back. So I was like, you know what? Wow. That place is not for Hannah anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, at least you came back. I mean, they they should be happy about that fact.
0: Yeah, I mean... I don't know if happy was the uh, the feeling that they had when they saw me come oh. back through the door, uh, but they definitely appreciated the fact that I came back and ended up paying uh, for my portion of the meal. Um, nice. But anywho, so what? <laughs> it, what are you? What are you drinking? What is it called?
1: It's from the fine people at Dogfish Head Distilling Company. It's called Blueberry Shrub Vodka Soda. Blueberry Shrub Vodka. Scratch made vodka, not sure what that means, with blueberry juice and natural flavors. And it's not bad. Although vodka tends to hit me pretty hard. So, not sure where the show is going to be going today. Usually I drink rum.
0: It's so weird, Frank, that uh, one of the most potent... Uh, alcohols out there hits you hard um is
1: that's... Is, is that the most <laughs> potent really
0: hmm. other than moonshine which I feel like there's been a lot of um uh alcohol brands that have um tried to market by doing something in relation to moonshine like I think there's a hmm. There's a drink out there called June Shine, and I'm pretty sure it's uh, hard kombucha. That, which I think is is really funny to call something like hard kombucha because kombucha already has like low traces of alcohol in it. So I right. feel like it should just be called harder kombucha,
1: <laughs> right? Well, I, well, I, and actually, last show I was drinking. Now that you mention it. Blue Shine Lemonade from Maine Craft Distilling, and again, they're they're adding the shine in to alcohol to maybe make it more appealing.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, what I think is uh, it's kind of funny is people are drawn towards things. Like if you are a, a boozy connoisseur, you're going to be drawn towards things that. Mm-hmm have the word shine in it, right? Because of moonshine. Mm. But let me ask you something, Frank. Have you ever actually drank moonshine?
1: No. Negative.
0: So this is what I think is really interesting because I have, and moonshine is fucking gross. It is (laughs) the worst...
1: What like, what is moonshine? Is it? I'm thinking it's it's beer made ugh. like a you make your own beer. Kind no. Of? no, 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 no. Okay,
0: it is. Uh, you make your own grain alcohol, <laughs> and it's uh it's not regulated. It is unregulated uh, grain alcohol, so it can be like it could be any proof. Like when you take a sip of this stuff, it could be anything. Um, I actually mentioned this in one of my, uh, one of my rants on my blog. Um, let's see. I think I've seen this actually. I'm not sure. Oh, so the, the rant is titled we're all trash and, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm just going to read it because the one portion that it talks about this. Uh, let's see here. All right. So, blah, 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 blah. I once saw my 98-year-old grandmother sip from a bottle of unflavored moonshine with such ease it sent chills down my spine. So that's actually true. That is, that is a... True true story. Yes. I was at a family event. I am low-key, uh... I come from, like, a lot of redneckery, if you will. Um,
1: <laughs> For, wait, from upstate New York? Uh,
0: so my my mom's side is from a little place called Rutland, Vermont. Shout out mm-hmm. to Rutland, Vermont. Uh, there's... Yep. Um, actually, you know what? I haven't been there in so long that I don't even, like, know what's up with Rutland. But the people of Vermont... <laughs> Call it Rut Vegas. Um, Do they? Yes. It is uh I'd say notorious. Um mm. not for anything specific other than just being like a ridiculous place, uh to walk it's always human behavior to take place. It's
1: always problematic when the place or the person comes up with their own nickname. Like it's it's one thing to be branded something through, you know, whatever, but it sounds like they've come they've come up with their own nickname. Is that true?
0: I don't know if this place uh, came up with its own nickname. I feel like oh, okay. like there isn't somebody named like uh, Ronnie Rutland that <laughs> was like, you know, what we should call this town. We should call it Rob Vegas. Like, I don't think.
1: That's a great Vermont accent, by the way. I like that.
0: (laughs) Oh, you're right. If I were to do, so this is what it would sound like if it was a Vermont. I'd be like, you know what I think? I think that that we should call this place uh, Rob Vegas. You know why? Because, like, uh, people really have a good time out here. It's kind of like, it's like a dull Minnesotan accent. It's mm. mixed with, I'd say, like a little bit of a Canadian accent,
1: which. I am, I am happy after pissing off Boston in the last episode, we're moving, we're moving north.
0: (laughs) Well, a lot of, we do have a significant amount of Vermont listeners too. Oh, Oh,
1: good. Um,
0: I'm. Almost positive that most of them are my family members. Uh, so, I mean, they'll they'll have a good sense of humor about it. They know what they sound like.
1: <laughs> this says, uh, according to Wikipedia, w- moonshine is a high proof liquor that I- is produced without government authorization. Exactly. Wow, that sounds. The name was derived from a tradition of creating the alcohol during the nighttime.
0: Because it's illegal.
1: As to avoid detection.
0: <laughs> yep. Wow. I am uh, well-versed in the ways of the moonshine. Um, but yeah, we were at a a family uh, cookout. Uh, we hired somebody to roast a pig for us. And I'll never <clears throat> forget it because the guy roasting the pig had like four teeth. And... <laughs> One of my mom's cousins was like, "I think I know the guy roasting our pig," <laughs> and I was like, "What do you mean you know?" She's like, "Like I think I went to high school with him," and sure enough, she like goes right up to him, and he's like, "I wasn't, I wasn't sure if I should say anything, but uh, I recognized you right away, Marlene." But, <laughs> um, yeah, no, he then proceeded to pull out his own jug of moonshine and it came in like whatever you're picturing, picturing the bottle. I'm, I'm thinking like when I picture a jug of moonshine, I picture like one of those classic jugs that you would like play in a, uh, you know, when somebody like plays a a jug jug band. Yep. That's exactly like what it came in. It could not have been more picture perfect in that way. And so we're just passing it around. And this is obviously well before, uh, you know, COVID times. So we're all just like drinking out of the same jug that this guy brought. (laughs) But so he's just he, you know, passes it off and he's like, yeah, pass it around. And I'm sitting next to my grandma. And I pass it to her. I'm like, you want some? And she's like, oh, yeah, sure. She's like, like it says in the story, 98 at the time. And after I took a sip, I don't think I like got rid of the face that I made until a solid like 10 minutes passed. And she just like takes a sip of it, passes it over and is like, oh, yeah, that's not bad. And meanwhile, I'm like, this is the grossest shit I've ever taken a sip of in my entire
1: life. Wow. It's 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 known by many names in English, including, and I'm not just reading this off of Wikipedia. It's It's been called Mountain Dew, Chop, Hooch, Homebrew, Shine, White Lightning, White Corn Liquor, White Corn Whiskey, Pass Around. Mm-hmm. And Firewater.
0: I've heard Firewater. I've heard Hoot. I've heard White Lightning. I haven't heard any of those other ones. The Pass Around one makes a ton of sense. Uh, (laughs) Because that's exactly what you do. You typically only have one bottle of it. For some dumb reason... Nobody mixes it with anything. Everyone's just drinking it straight. Uh, I was gonna I have, say, does
1: it does it does it go with anything? Could you, or it's just you I mean, do it straight up?
0: Like if I'm ever offered it again, I'm definitely gonna mix it with something. The first two times I had moonshine, uh, it was flavored moonshine, which isn't as bad. Um, the first time it was grape flavored. Which, let's be honest, anything that's grape-flavored, like, doesn't actually taste like grapes. Like, grape flavoring is a fake flavor. It's not a real flavor. You know what I mean? So, it was, like, easy to mask that disgusting, uh, what I will refer to as hand sanitizer flavor. (laughs) But, um... And then the other one I had, and this was the best one, was Apple Pie Moonshine, which didn't even taste like alcohol. It was so dangerous. So good, though.
1: Wow. Well, how was the, the buzz or the after effects or the next day? What, what, what was the, I'm curious to, you know, aside from the taste, how did it, was it fun to drink it? I mean, not the taste. I mean,
0: it, it definitely has an effect on you. <laughs> mm. Um, I've never not had it in, like, a party setting, so it's hard for me to think back and gauge what the effect really was. All I remember was, like, being very cautious of how much that, how much I consumed, because, like, you can go blind drinking that stuff.
1: Really? Is that one of the side effects that's, uh... I mean,
0: that's a that's a side effect of um, like unregulated alcohol in general. I don't know how Hmm. much you know about uh, prohibition, but one of the things that I don't even remember, like when it was that I like studied all this stuff about prohibition. I think prohibition is fascinating, Um, Hmm. but a lot of the time, you know people to get drunk would like drink other stuff so like um i don't know if mouthwash was around at the time but they would have <laughs> drank mouthwash because it had alcohol in it and i know that like people drank like rubbing alcohol and like vanilla extract because it had alcohol in it but because yeah. those things are not made for that type of consumption it's not regulated in that way. It's regulated for other purposes. People would just like, you know, think about it. Like, if you are a true blue alcoholic and then it's illegal, like, what are you going to do? That's exactly what you would do. You know what true I mean? And like, A lot of these people just, like, went blind because they were like, can't live without the hooch.
1: <laughs> you're you're right. My our research team just sent me this. Poorly produced moonshine can be contaminated mainly from materials used in the construction of the still, which I I guess is the. Listen,
0: Frank. I know that I'm right.
1: <laughs> U- using these methods often resulted in blindness or lead poisoning in those who consume the tainted liquor. Yeah. This was an issue during Prohibition, where many died from ingesting unhealthy substances. Oh,
0: yikes! I mean, I am basically a walking, talking encyclopedia. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what what you want from I, me other than the truth about moonshine.
1: No, I'm I'm just I went on Wikipedia, and and what you're saying is correct. Thank you. <laughs> and it can cause set. Saterine gout a very painful but treatable medical condition that damages the kidneys and joints
0: um from I, le- I, lead I tainted moonshine i have a bone to pick with that statement because people get gout from drinking like regular alcohol so i think that wikipedia needs to check itself before it wrecks itself um,
1: <laughs> i think it i think it's already wrecked um have you ever tried app absinthe
0: yes uh you mean the green fairy
1: (laughs) yes i've always wanted to but i haven't been quite brave enough so
0: it's um i uh well so here's the thing so back in i want to say the late 1800s um the uh popularization of absinthe was like very prevalent in many countries But especially in European countries and the United States. And the way that they would have it is they would pour it over sugar cubes. And supposedly, if you have it that way, it releases this like chemical uh, reaction in your body to where you lightly hallucinate. So, what I have to say about that is when I had. Absinthe. I did not have it that way. Um, I had it straight from the bottle, uh, along mm-hmm. with some friends, um, because we none of us had had it before. Um, I was in Amsterdam, and uh, I lived. I lived in Leiden, Leiden Netherlands, um, for oh. I think it was like three or four months or something. Um, and my first night in Amsterdam is when I had it, and, like, nothing happened. It was, like, just a regular uh, feeling of drinking alcohol, but I didn't have it poured over sugar. So I'm wondering if it's any different when you do that, because supposedly that is how you get the true blue. (laughs) I got to stop saying that. Why am I saying true blue?
1: (laughs) it's green. Uh, it's the green the true green <laughs> the true fairy green. is what you mean.
0: Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean I definitely want to try it again. Um it is legalized in the United States now. Fun fact. I don't know if you knew that. It was um you know criminalized for like a really long time. I don't think that you can really buy it in a store. Uh Somebody correct me if I'm hmm. wrong, but I did just do a trivia thing because it was National Absinthe Day back mm. in mm, March or April. I can't remember which which month it was. But there's a National Absinthe Day um, in the United States and it's when um, some absinthe label got its patent or something. But mm. uh i think that alcohol history is fascinating um and i'm
1: i'm th- i'm thinking on episode 10 we should we should do it i mean unless it's illegal i i, I seem don't to recall think it's
0: illegal to do i think that okay there's just not really like it's hard to buy in the united states
1: i feel like there was uh do you remember the bar called una in downtown portland
0: this was uh years ago. no
1: I feel like they offered it to me once when I went in there, but I, I declined. Mm. Like, I feel like. Why? This was, why
0: did you decline, can, Frank?
1: I Let's get into Fairy. this. very, I don't know why, because it, it, the description of when they told me about it was, <clears throat> you know, it was, first of all, it's, I think the proof is like 90 to 150 proof or something, which seems, it seems high to me, but I'm willing to, uh. I'm going to try it.
0: So, okay. We're about 25 minutes in, and we haven't even touched the topic I wanted to talk about. Oh, Let's boy. get into today's topic. Yes. So this is the first episode we where we are actually using one of the topics submitted by one of our troublemakers. <laughs> this topic is... Wait, aliens. D- oh, UFOs. I love
1: aliens. Oh, I Let's love this. Let's get into
0: this. Okay. I, and I like
1: troublemakers so Frank- as a nickname for our fans. Anyway,
0: yeah, we we yeah. are we decided on that.
1: Did we? Okay.
0: Are you are you okay? I'm gonna <laughs> Do I need to call your nurse?
1: <laughs> I think I need.
0: What was her name? Paddle. Gretchen. Wasn't that her name? Gretchen. Gretchen, can, Call you, Gretchen the nurse. can you get in here and check out the like, me? I feel like,
1: have we ever called them officially troublemakers? Yes. On this show? Okay.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: Okay. So. All
1: right. Aliens.
0: Do you believe in them? Do you think you've ever seen a UFO?
1: I have. Uh, when I was younger, I did see something in the sky briefly, and it was it was almost,
0: describe it. What like what it was, was, it was it that you were looking at?
1: Well, I will say that um, when I was a kid, UFOs were very like amazing. That and Bigfoot. I was obsessed with anything that had to do with anything otherworldly or something that was unexplained. Mm. Um, unsolved mysteries it was like stuff that was um i'm sorry not unsolved mysteries it's a different show in search of which is a show that was uh way way back in the day and it was uh leonard nimoy of spock star trek star trek mm, fame yep hosted it um and it was all about you know extraterrestrials one of my favorite shows is x-files which i just watched a two-hour documentary documentary Uh, I'll send you the link. I watched it literally last night um, because it's one of my favorite shows. But anyway, I did see something in the sky I couldn't quite explain. Um, And I hoped to see more. I wanted to see UFOs. I was always searching, looking. wanted to see something that was weird and out of the ordinary. Um, When I was in my teens, I would dress up as Bigfoot and terrorize the town that I grew up in. We'll we'll get to that. (laughs) We'll put a pin in that if you want. Um, Because I was obsessed with the unknown and UFOs really played into that. So that was my only experience is that I thought I saw something in the sky. couldn't quite explain it. It was very quick and very like here and gone. Nothing really substantial where I could stand there or sit and look and observe and say, wow, what is that for an extended period of time?
0: I mean that's like what the trouble with this type of thing is. Um, typically, is because there it's just not around long enough for you to like do anything about it, right? But right. okay, wait before I forget, um, because we were just talking about alcohol history and things like that. Anybody who uh, thinks alcohol history is interesting. Please go listen to the podcast, Whiskey Queens. It is Mm. amazing. Um, They mostly just talk about whiskey. They talk about what they like in a whiskey, what they don't like in a whiskey. All these different types of brands, different countries, the way different countries do it differently. It is wonderful. Please go check it out. Anyways, so now let's get back to the aliens. So first of all, X-Files. Hmm. Do you remember the episode, Home, from the (laughs) X-Files? It didn't have to do with aliens, but it was like this incest family who had Mm -hmm. buried like a baby in the front yard that didn't make it. Do you remember this episode?
1: Yes. Yes, that's that's actually a classic, highly regarded episode of the X-Files.
0: It is the most disturbing episode of that entire series. It is so... And, like, you know, I'm sure that, like, for the time, was that in the 90s, that the the graphics and, like, the makeup artistry was top of the line. But watching it now, I'm, like, not as scared. But, like, back in the day, that just... It really rocked my boat.
1: (laughs) Well, and I'll tell you why. It's because back then we didn't have the internet and everything was very mysterious. I miss those days. I miss those mysterious days of, of seeing, you know, a news item or watching a documentary or about these things that were occurring with UFOs or Bigfoot, which I was obsessed with. And, you know, but now everything is so out in the open and, Quickly disproved. Although UFOs, I think, are making a comeback from recent news topics. Well, so Um,
0: I don't know if you know this, but the uh, UFOs have recently been (laughs) rebranded by the government as UAPs. That's Unidentified Mm -hmm. Aerial Phenomena. So um, there's also... A, an interview that took place recently with the UAP task force. I can't remember like are you what talking network about the, it is.
1: Are you talking about the sixty Minutes report?
0: Yes, uh, where they were so, talking about like they have like all this footage that just cannot be explained by anything other than it is a UAP. Is it an, It is an unidentified so, aerial phenomena.
1: So the people listening, if you go to YouTube, go to the 60 Minutes channel, there's a piece that came out last week that was on the show. And you can actually watch the full show on YouTube. And it's all about this. And it is fascinating. Jimmy Kimmel was obsessed with it because I saw him mentioning it. That's why I got me to watch it. But it's like a 14-minute piece. And it talks about all these things that occurred with all these pilots. And they saw some stuff that they could not explain. And this has been happening for years. And a lot of this is becoming declassified. So if you go on youtube and check the 60 minutes piece it is fascinating
0: i have this like gut feeling i just know in oh, my no. soul that this like them finally the government finally being like yeah so like you know aliens are real is basically what i think this 60 minutes interview and yes like frank said it is amazing you should definitely watch it if you're into this type of thing. If you're not into aliens, you should just stop listening to this podcast right now. Because if you don't like aliens, then I don't. I don't want you as a fan.
1: I'm just kidding. So are, are you? Are you, <laughs> are you suggesting the unsubscribe? Well, I I would preface this by by saying, UFOs are only unidentified flying objects. That's all they are. It doesn't mean they're aliens. It just means that they cannot be identified. So if somebody sees something right. that can't we identify, all,
0: we all know that it means aliens. Like I feel like you're joking yourself if you are like, "Well, they didn't say it was an alien; they just said it was a UFO." You know I mean? Do you know?
1: Like, do you know about the theory that we're aliens?
0: I 100% believe that.
1: So this has been... With you like can the Google
0: pyramids this. and uh, well, the Mayan that, pyramids, the Egyptian pyramids.
1: That from another planet, say Mars or something, meteorites and chunks of the, you know, planets burst off and, and go into this space entity. And anyway, there's a theory that a moon, not a moon rock, but some other planet rock landed on earth and through the course of you know millions of years those little microbes or whatever they're called developed into humans you know through the course of like a lot of time and i actually think the x-files did that a couple times too where yeah i mean
0: we're definitely aliens just like think think about what every other animal looks like like and acts like and the way that they inhabit um like a certain ecosystem and things like that. It's like, we definitely do not belong here. We mm. have adapted. Um We are a very intelligent species, but I personally believe that like earth was just some like experiment done by a group of aliens. I think they were like, you know what? Like let's, Let's experiment with this place. Let's see, like what we can do. And then, the experiment went too far, and they were like, "We have to abort this mission. Let's leave these crazy mofos to fend for themselves." Because the experiment
1: went too far.
0: Yeah, they uh, did not. (laughs) They did not do the universe a service. By providing humanity, um, that's just my do personal you, opinion.
1: Do you believe we're living? Have you heard the we're living in a simulation theory?
0: Yeah, I. That's stupid. I'm sorry. That's that's dumb. I think simulation is the wrong word for it. I think like what is interesting about this whole theory of a simulation, which Oh god, I hate it so much.
1: Well, like, there's uh, so me...
0: many things that I hate about it.
1: <sighs> so, here's 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 how I break down this theory is that we're in a fish tank. We're fish and we're living our lives and connecting and we have our own little thing. But someone is you know, someone bought the fish tank. Someone's overseeing the fish tank. Someone is like caring for it. So, but the fish have no real sense of the people like Fish don't know what the internet is. No. There's there's Ugh, just a higher Hank. there's a higher knowledge.
0: You're boiling so, my blood just talking about this.
1: Good. So potentially it makes me
0: so angry.
1: There could be a higher knowledge persona or something that is, you know. We could be we could be the Sims, basically.
0: Here's the thing there is definitely um And obviously, like, everybody has their own beliefs, but me personally, there's obviously a higher power. There's obviously, like, something that creates life. And there's obviously, like, more intelligent beings out there. This is obvious Mm -hmm. to me because if you think about, like, the course of humanity, it took us so long to figure out, like, all of these things that we do now, but how did we, like, how do we get here? What were all of these things, like, inspired from? They're in all, if you look back at, like, the invention of Wi-Fi, like, Bluetooth, things like that, they all come from very ancient ideas. So, yes, there are 100% more intelligent beings out there. Wait a is minute. there something controlling is there something controlling our existence or like, you know, the puppeteer well, not, behind the strings? No. There is not, not guess not guess not, what that is. Let me just let me get through this. Okay. That is your own but like the man behind the curtain is you. Like you are literally. We all have, and this could be like its own episode in itself, but I am one of those people who believes that everyone has the ability to be a medium or voyant in some way, shape or form, and we can all tap into these things but there are only certain people that choose to do it or open themselves up to it. And I think that Mm. like this theory, the simulation theory kind of like goes into this because the only thing the simulation is, is that like every once in a while we tap into these things and we're like, why do we know what's going on? Why do we like, why can some people like predict the future like years in advance? It's because they're tapped in to what's going on around them. Right. They they're tapped in as nothing. There's nobody controlling you. There's nobody controlling like what's going on around you. The universe well, is a very I vast s- and big place. There's no. I
1: would, I would say not controlling observing because you just said you know, there there could be a higher being or some sort of entity that is beyond the scope of our knowledge, right? Potentially. Yes. Out there but somewhere. This who, person, who might be just it's not a person, it's just we can't comprehend it. Like they're just observing the planet.
0: Well yeah. right. It's like, not kinda a of person, like a fr- but for no. the ease of like listening to this conversation. We're going to personify it because it'll just make uh, listening to this, I think, more comprehensible. But I think that like it's okay. So let's say that this being, right? Let's say just to put a name to it, we'll call it God, right? It is the creator It is the reason for life, right? It is not responsible for all of the things that happen in your life. It is responsible for your existence. It is responsible for the other things that have life within them in your life, but it is not responsible for... For the things that take place in your life. And I think I agree. that like simulation theory, I think, leans into the well, we have no control over anything, anyways. And I don't I don't believe in that. I think we,
1: I, we do have but I wouldn't Yeah, I wouldn't I that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying anything about religion or a higher being. When I say someone who has or not someone, but a higher intelligence who kind of can look at our planet, it's like a frog in a pond. Frog lives its life. It's in a pond. It's having a blast. It doesn't know what the world is about. It doesn't know about Wi-Fi. But it just, it's in its own world. And me standing on the edge of a pond is looking at this frog and saying, oh, interesting. Kind of cute. Nice little frog jumping around. We could be that frog. In other words. There's something, there's a higher intelligence looking at us, but we can't comprehend it. Because the frog doesn't know about me and what I like and I'm doing a podcast. It's just a frog because the intelligence level is just at a certain level. That's all I'm saying. Not God or, you know, this being who is controlling our life. It's just being observed.
0: I just... uh, Is your blood
1: boiling right now?
0: Yeah, it is. It is. I I think you, I get what you're saying. I separate. I, I actually don't, I don't think that like whatever God is in this scenario, I don't think it has like a mind. I think it is an energy. I think that it's, it's just an energy. It's just something that exists. It's not something with like the mind of it, of its own. It's, um, and yes, I do agree that we are this frog, right? But I don't think that, like, whatever is on the outside of this pond is, like, plotting and scheming. I don't, I don't believe that. I do think, though, like, off on a different note, that, um there are intelligent beings out there i like I'll, let's circle back to the Bo- bigfoot thing i think that bigfoot could be too like more intelligent than our technology like intelligent enough to avoid our technology and that's why it's so hard to prove that bigfoot exists you know what i mean like i think giving intelligence to whatever this overseer is is giving it too much credit no offense i don't think
1: (laughs) (laughs) i don't think bigfoot exists i want to believe shout out mulder and scully I, i i the concept of it is fascinating that this this um sort of primal ape that's perhaps intelligent has evolved as we have been evolving, but on a different track, I think it's fascinating. I don't really think there's a Bigfoot. However, getting back to UFOs and these sightings we can't explain, there potentially could be higher intelligence that is looking at the planet. I mean, we, we filter it through our own experiences like, oh, it's a spaceship and yada yada. It's going fast. We don't have any uh, aircrafts that go that fast. But it's only through our experience. If we don't have that higher intelligence, we can't comprehend what potentially could be watching us. And I think it's fascinating. And I know that Elon Musk says there's a one in a million chance we're in a simulation. But when I say simulation, and maybe I disagree with him, I don't think we're being controlled by this entity from space. I just think we could be looked at from space by an intelligence that is not of this earth. Potentially.
0: So that, that doesn't even sound like simulation theory.
1: No, I wouldn't. Actually, simulation is probably the wrong word.
0: Right. That's like the whole problem I have with this theory is like, it's just, it, it it's not. It's not a thing. It's not real. All of you who think we live in a simulation, get over yourselves. You really think that there's something out there it's so concerned with what's going on in your life that it's taken a break from its own intelligent life to see what you are doing. Get over yourself. No one is watching but, you that closely.
1: But species have to be scientists and they have to explore and expand and decide, you know, to look at things like we no. have an ant farm. Nope. We look at ants. Really? They're not that no. interested in us.
0: No. Nope. I, I think there's <laughs> there's definitely so what are the what are these UF- more interesting things going on with the more intelligent species <laughs> you think they're just maybe checking back in on their experiment They're like, oh, so We're, they've like really fucked this planet up.
1: No they're not they're not getting that deep. We're getting that deep in our own self-involved worlds. We're a fish tank on the shelf of a higher being. That's all. It's just like, oh, that's kind of cool. I have this little thing and it's in a little bowl and, you know, it's a whole little world. That's all. It's not a simulation. We're not being controlled. It's just. Right. if If there is a higher being, we could be looked at and figured out. But my point is we can't comprehend that higher being. That's all.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, going back to the whole uh, things were more mysterious, like, you know, in the past, but I think that there are still some things we are not allowed to know. Like, we're not Hmm. allowed to know if God is real or not, Um. I do believe in Bigfoot. I believe in mermaids. I believe in the Loch Ness Monster. I believe in Champ, who is the monster that lives in Lake Champlain. I do think that there are things out there that are um, intelligent enough to avoid our technology. Um, I think that they have adapted over time to avoid us. Um, and honestly, good for them. Can you throw me some tips because I've been looking to avoid a handful of people in my life that I just cannot seem to escape. No, just kidding. Um, but uh, so do you want to hear about my um potential UFO experience? Yes. So. Um, I saw, I'm a big, uh, sky gazer. I love to look at the sky during the day, at night. Um, it's just something that really relaxes me and I enjoy a lot. And I saw this bright light, uh, what I thought was a star by the Canandaigua City Pier in Western New York. I was with one of my friends and I pointed it out to her because I thought it was I can't remember right now if it was because it was like just a slightly different color or if it was just like brighter than the rest of the surrounding stars. But there was like something that I thought was odd and I went to point it out to her and then all of a sudden it took off whatever this light was just like, you know. Fast. So like if you looked at it right when that had happened, it would look like a shooting star. And Mm -hmm. if I had not already been staring at it the whole time, I would have thought it was a shooting star. But it just like it was like one minute. It was just perfectly still in one place like a star. And then the next minute it took off.
1: Why were you staring at it if it looked like a star? Did it have some sort of was it different enough from a star? Uh
0: yeah. So somebody definitely needs to check out your memory, Frank. Um I I just said I went to point it out to her because it was like a different color or
1: it was like Oh, a different color. Got
0: it. Yeah. It was either a different color or it was like slightly brighter than the rest of them. Um I can't remember exactly what it was, but it w- it stood out. It was unstarlike. Um, yes.
1: Gotcha. Uh, I did mention I'm drinking vodka, <laughs> so my memory is not as sharp as perhaps uh, it should be.
0: What we will now refer to as a memory suppressant.
1: <laughs> Are we in the memory simulation?
0: Yeah. Um. It's <laughs> we're in the memory suppressor. That's what we're not in. It. Um, Got it. So okay, let's say a UFO, a UAP, whatever. I like UFO better. I think UFO is like a nicer acronym than UAP. You mm-hmm. saying UAP out loud doesn't like roll off the tongue as well as right. UFO. I agree. Um. But so, what would you, uh? What's at the top of your agenda to like, like, okay, let's say an alien comes down and he's like, Hey, um, cool planet you got here. (laughs) What should I see? Like, I am a, I'm an earth tourist. (laughs) What would you recommend that I do with my time on earth?
1: wow <laughs> um i would say look at our technology even though it's rudimentary probably to this alien i would say the advanced do you think
0: they'd, they'd be like oh that this is so cute they'd be like oh
1: <laughs> look what you did with some popsicle sticks and some elmer's glue you guys are awesome <laughs> i like it
0: i don't know why i immediately went to a german accent but um i did mm. for an alien
1: uh it's kind of like the vermont accent it it sounds a little familiar but with a twist
0: yeah exactly i
1: would say uh, the i would say the technology or perhaps the you know it's funny i it's the alien may have something that's much more amazing on their planet so what if what what if
0: exactly or what if they were like uh yeah we gave this to you guys
1: (laughs) (laughs) we excuse me we built this for you
0: um, it's really adorable that you're showing us your little internet boxes and stuff. But we gave this to you guys. What else do you got? <laughs> no, see, so at the top of my list would be a few different things. I would say natural wonders of the world. I'd be like, listen, you gotta go check out Niagara Falls. It's so cool like because I feel like uh, no matter what planet you are there's gonna be like like let's say that we will be able to travel to different planets in the future I'd want to see all of the uh, natural wonders of their worlds you know what I mean like it's it they are genuinely one of their kind. You know what I mean? Like you can't you can't get those natural wonders of our world in any other world. Really? Yeah, I mean not the same formation. They're all going to look differently. They might be like they might also have waterfalls, but the waterfalls are going to look different. They're going to form differently. Yeah, that's true. The other thing um, is I would have to show them men in black. I would have to. Uh, mm. just because I would be like, do you think this is possible? Like do you think we can we can do this? We can form an organization so that all of our um, worlds can coexist. Do you, are you a, are you a men in black fan, Frank?
1: Um, yes, although I'm concerned if an alien landed on your lawn, and you walked outside, you would say, dude, you've got to see this movie. And you'd invite <laughs> him in. Make a little popcorn.
0: Yeah. I'd be like, fire up. And, this and, and is just crazy. You're not going to believe and... what I just saw on TV. <laughs>
1: wow. That's very meta. I think um, I think they'd like that. They would be bemused if I had to say. If I, I, I think they say.
0: would think it was funny.
1: They would. It would be ironic.
0: So that is um, the scene that you're describing of like the first Men in Black when the spaceship lands in the farm, is actually one of like my favorite scenes ever. Like that whole sequence of uh, farm scenes in the first Men in Black, and <laughs> so well tell tell
1: in case you haven't, in case people haven't seen the movie. What what actually occurs and why is there a scene?
0: Okay, so the of a there's farm. a farmer and his wife and you can't see them. The shot is taken from outside of the home. You can fear you can hear them arguing. They're arguing about mm. something. The farmer is yelling at his wife about something. He's being actually like pretty mean to her. And yeah. then all of a sudden there's this big loud crash, and you see you see the spaceship crash into their front lawn. So then they're like, "Oh, what the hell?" So he like goes outside and she just like peeks her head out and she's like, "What's going on, Edgar?" And he's like, "Get your big butt back inside." And then he like, you know, makes his way over to this hole in the ground that is now in the front of his yard. He's looking and then all of a sudden like the alien comes up and basically like wears him so that yep. it can pass as being a humanoid and then um goes inside and she's like You don't look so good Edgar And then he's like Sugar water I need That's- sugar water So then she like you know she gets some water, she puts a little bit of sugar in it, and then he goes, more! And then she <laughs> pours a little more in, and he, like, grunts. And then she yep. dumps the entire sugar bowl into the glass of water, and he chugs it. He Chugs it. He chugs it down. And maybe this is when she says, you don't look so good, Edgar. But then she... <laughs> so then she's like, you yeah. know And then he pulls his skin back, and he goes... Yep. Is that better? <laughs> <laughs> and that you know, is like pure gold to me.
1: That recreation was enough for me because I think I you know I hadn't seen that movie in years. Um and, and Now you're going to watch it. I now I do want to I met that actor too by the way. Not to name drop, but Vincent Di D, D, D How do you say his name? He's a guy in Fred. Law & Order, right? yeah so elliot? i met him on the... no
0: not elliot the other guy yeah.
1: yeah so years ago when i worked in rhode island and there was a movie being made in connecticut and i told my production assistant we should get in there and do a little behind the scenes uh the movie was mystic pizza which was years and years ago great I think, movie the late 80s 1988 <clears throat> they said no we're not accepting it i was doing a i was running a production studio at the time and they said oh we're not doing any interviews and i said and my assistant said they said no, and I said really. I said let's call them back and uh, pressure them a little bit. And then I said, well, we we have a nation, we have a statewide uh, cable channel, and we want to do a, interviews with all the cast. And they were like, oh really? And they said, come on in. They let us for a um, a week do interviews with all the cast which was Julia Roberts and all these other people. And we hung out with all these people and did interviews and it was awesome. And, and that guy, now that was probably maybe one of his first movies. And I recognized him when I saw Men in Black. I was like, oh, that's Vincent. Because I had hung out with him for a week on the set of Mystic Pizza. Anyway, enough about that. But <laughs> he's a great actor. Um, and I didn't remember that scene until you described it. Because I hadn't seen that movie in, I don't know what, year that movie was out but and i remember the sugar water now at all it's all coming flooding back to me now that's a great scene
0: that woman like everything that she says it is i think my best impression because Mm. i have done it so many times because it's one of my favorite scenes ever
1: and now you've done it on the show you've done it on the it's official you've done it on the podcast
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) it is uh definitely i
1: i gotta revisit did you see the most recent men in black let's see if you're a real men in black fan um if you're a real
0: men in black fan you're not gonna watch the men in black with the with the hemsworth brother okay because let's just call
1: him the hemsworth brother why are you so anti-hemsworth We gotta dig into this for a minute. I think like I would think you would be so excited by a new Men in Black movie that came out in the past five years. You would be men in in black
0: already has a pretty face. His name is Will Smith. All right. Okay. (laughs) You don't need I'm uh, I'm just so sick of these movies where like they create franchises just for the sake of creating a franchise. They're not creating, but like just adding to a franchise that doesn't need to be added to anymore. Did you mm. know, fun fact, that Will Ferrell has been offered numerous times to create an Elf 2, and he shuts them down. You know why? Because there doesn't need to be an Elf 2. <laughs> that's why
1: (laughs) you nailed it at Elf 1 don't go to Elf 2 I agree with that
0: seriously like I don't understand why we need to keep adding on to these franchises that already had like a great ending like Men in Black already had a good ending you didn't need to add that other one and no I haven't watched it and you know okay. what? No, I probably won't watch it. Because Men in uh, Black 1 and 2 were so good.
1: Um, the movie in question is called... Men. In, is it called Men in Black? It was 2019. Men in Black International. I think that was the name of it. Chris Helmsworth. Guilty party. Tessa Thompson. Emma Thompson. Interesting. Um... Yeah, I didn't see it either. For it, most of the same reasons of, you know, I think it's the third or fourth sequel. And you know what? Stick with the original.
0: Yeah. Like, why, when is Hollywood gonna learn that if you make a movie with, like, the if you make the first one with no intent on continuing the story or, like, there isn't, another plot like there isn't something that comes after this like just stop you, you had it right. good the first time
1: i if they did a big Willie style which is <laughs> a will smith album from 1997 if they did it's a, a big Willie album. style yes if 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 he was there and he did a, th- a new theme song maybe get jiggy with it they can incorporate perhaps i don't know but but that's um, the problem with Hollywood; they drive everything into the ground. So,
0: what was the the real the real man dressed in black? Remember that? <laughs> Isn't that what he says? Isn't that a line in the song? And the real it song is... is "Send Me Forget Me Nuts," that and I can't the... yes. I can't remember like that part before the Men in Black song. What is it? Well, let me
1: do it. Let me do it for you don't okay. Like William Shatner singing, woo. Here come the men in black. It's oh, the MIBs. no, uh, I want Here come I the hear MIBs.
0: You, I want to hear you like, but do it in the voice. Like try and do your best impression.
1: I can't. I thought I just yes, did. You can. here come.
0: I want to hear nah, I nah, nah. I wanna hear a different, I wanna hear a different tone of voice. The good I guys dress to... in
1: black, remember that. No, just...
0: Frank. <laughs> and Im- do you know what an impression is? <laughs>
1: I need music, though. I can't sing a cappello. Just uh, it's not going uh. <laughs> to.
0: Mr. M.I.B. <That's...
1: laughs> Here, Mr. M.I.B. That's what he yeah. says. Um, yeah.
0: I am it's a child of, I was going to say the 90s, but I'm just going to say I'm a child of Will Smith's.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you could be constrained to a decade, is what I think anything that happened in pop culture that's in your reference memory I think you're part of and I think that includes men in black
0: yeah but when you are growing uh, uh. up during a certain decade I think you can claim that as like your childhood decade
1: you know that's true
0: like and what, I think obviously men in black had a decade
1: <laughs> oh I do like the movie the... can
0: I guess? Are you going to be insulted if I try to guess your childhood decade? Probably. (laughs) Can I do it anyway?
1: Sure. I won't verify it, but you can.
0: Are you?
1: And don't say the 40s.
0: I I wasn't going to be that much of an (laughs) a-hole. Are you a child of the
1: 70s? Mm, I would say the 80s is when I connected with pop culture. And that, I would say that would be. I was, I mean, I do know 70s stuff, but I think I didn't quite gravitate toward that stuff until the 80s. In music so videos, you're and all
0: leggings and big hair. Is that is that what you're all about
1: well that's when I really connected to pop culture and a lot of my fond memories are the 80s I would say that's my decade
0: okay where where do you think your soul is from like the 80s you do you think that you you came into this world like right when you were supposed to? You think that's where your soul came from?
1: Uh, I would have liked to grow up in the fifties. For some reason, just always, racism
0: uh, and poodle skirts as uh, <laughs> far as the eye can see.
1: I know. I feel. Uh, I feel like those were the days. <laughs> Heck when racism meant something <laughs> <laughs> oh <my
0: God.
1: gasps> i don't know i when i think of the 50s i guess racism i guess it should come to my mind immediately but uh, it doesn't <laughs> i, I think... would say a lot of the influence is from our parents too because that's the first you know first touch of pop culture that we get is from our parents and 50s 60s you know 70s that's that that's my first memory of of acknowledging things that were occurring outside of my life you know like pop culture wise
0: so could you say that your uh your space movie would be star wars were you a we star could wars say that. guy
1: I was not a Star Wars guy. I do like the movies, um, but I wasn't obsessed with them. Although I was obsessed with uh, hmm, Return of the Jedi. I think that was the last, I don't know which. Is it the know, recent the pre- one? No, it's it was the third sequel, uh, the second sequel of the first batch. Like there was Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back.
0: Oh, the second movie.
1: And the third movie, Return of the Jedi. I saw that in Hollywood with a huge auditorium it was a big big theater and it was like a rock concert it was the most amazing experience one of the most amazing experience i've ever had because you see a movie that has so much history by now they're on the third movie and the f- this was the first week it was out and it was so amazing to see I, just to experience it in a theater was pretty amazing I wasn't a huge fan of the original Star Wars and then Empire Strikes Back was so-so it seemed like it was just a bridge to get to the third one but Return of the Jedi I think was uh that was it was a milestone I would say in my cinematic history.
0: Well. Um
1: <laughs> well <laughs> put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> That's a very old saying from the 50s by the way.
0: Um there is uh, I think that my soul um, comes from a few different eras. Mm-hmm. Uh, bear with me. So I from like a very young age, was always fascinated with pirates and cowboys. Mm-hmm. Now, you can argue that like a lot of kids are into that kind of thing, but, um, none of them, I, I don't think there's a lot of, uh, female children who are like, you know, when I grow up, I want to rape and pillage a village. Like, <laughs> that's not usually like what a kid is gonna like gravitate towards.
1: Wait, when, are you talking about pirates?
0: Yeah. I wanted okay. to be a pirate so badly. Sounds um, like you still do. I do. If we're being honest, I mm-hmm. I really really do. But not because they're like they're pirates still today, but it, not like none of the um, the like romanticism of it. Right? They don't sword fight anymore. They don't mm. look for buried treasure or like treasure chests. They just hold people at gunpoint and take them for all they're worth. And that's fine too. You do do whatever you need to do to be a pirate. That's just not the kind of pirate I'm interested in being. I oh. wanna be the classic version of a pirate. Have you ever been to the Bahamas? Is...
1: No. Have I? I've been to Barbados. I think I've been maybe once.
0: I've never been. I did date a guy who was born and raised uh, Bahamas, but his parents are from Ireland. Um, So... uh, But yeah, I never went. Um, I'm dying to know if they have, like, a pirate museum or something like that, or pirate tour, because that was, like, the pirate capital of the world during like the pirate golden age.
1: So I'm curious why, if if you're not into the raping and pillaging, what is the appeal? Because that sounds like that's most of what they did, which is just taking whatever they wanted and scurrying off.
0: I mean, I did not say that I wouldn't be into that. All right? (laughs) All I'm saying. Oh, I'm
1: sorry. I must have misinterpreted the what you were saying. I
0: the part that appeals to me is I've always thought that sly or um, just like skillful thievery is awesome, and I know that that's like a really fucked up thing to think is awesome but like oh no. o- the oceans movies i love that stuff especially mm. oceans 12 when they're in france and they have this like uh accordion house music uh playing when the guy is doing all these like flips and uh front flips back flips to get to whatever the treasure is through the like uh, field of moving lasers. Like, I just think thievery can be kind of dope sometimes.
1: <laughs> That's interesting. That's, did you watch The Sopranos?
0: I haven't seen all of it, but I have seen, I think, the first season and I thought it was okay. pretty cool.
1: That's a pirate story.
0: So, not really, no. You, a modern day. One might say you're a not modern day. No, no,
1: no. Oh yeah, there's no, there's no ships or there's seas no
0: or swords involved. No, there's no. Not, uh, not really. You can't make anybody walk the plank. There's no buried treasure in treasure chests.
1: So we have to talk about the elephant in the room now: Pirates of the Caribbean.
0: Love it. I like mm. even the bad ones. I, and I Eesh. know that goes against what I just said about Man in <laughs> Black, but there are so many of them, and I love all of them. And I think it's just because okay. I
1: love Pirates. There's, you should not be ashamed. There's, there's some, I, I think I've watched two of them. I don't know how many, uh, there's like half a dozen or so movies, Pirates movies. I don't know. Yeah,
0: there are a lot. I think there's like five.
1: I thought they were very entertaining. The ones I saw, which is probably about two. I think I saw the, the same amount of Men in Black movies too, probably two, and that was it.
0: Um, there's one where who is it? Jack. not Jack. What's Orlando Bloom's character's name?
1: Mm, I do not know. I, can... I know Jack Sparrow, but that's all it.
0: There's Jack Sparrow. There's Elizabeth, right? Mm, yes. So uh, her and whatever Orlando Bloom's character's name is. There's another um, movie where it's Will Turner. Will Turner is yes. it? Will Turner?
1: Yes. yes. Okay.
0: Bootstrap Bill. That's his dad's <laughs> name. That's the of other course. thing. Pirates have these sick nicknames. Like Bootstrap <laughs> Bill. That is a sick name.
1: That's pretty sick.
0: Mine would be uh, Hannon Ball. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's my pirate name.
1: I like that, Hannon Ball. hmm That's pretty dope.
0: And, um, I can I can put that rum away. You know, like I feel like I at one point one of my lives was being a golden age pirate. I know that in my soul. You can't tell me really? anything differently.
1: <laughs> um, that oddly makes sense. I just, knowing what I know about you, which is not everything, but I it's it makes sense.
0: The other thing that, uh, the other place in time that I think my soul was a part of is the 1920s. I... Mm. Ah, that, here's the thing. I think that like I was, I must have been some sort of a criminal in a past life because I think that um, just everything having to do with like going under the eye of the law and like trying to sneak around these things or over overpower the law, I think is so cool. I don't know why. I just think it's so badass. And I wish that there was something like, I actually don't wish this because I know that I would probably be a part of it if there was, but like something under under wraps today. If there's something existed like that, like um, there were prohibition cars, right? That would transport hooch and all types of different alcohol in the um floors of a car like that is so cool <laughs> trap doors are cool speakeasies are cool it's just the coolest shit ever
1: speakeasies are very... did you see the untouchables uh i don't think so it's a good movie it's about prohibition it's about al capone and uh it you would like it i think it, it's it it's got some some uh insight on that whole era
0: i love that. that's
1: my that's my video pick of the week untouchables great great movie
0: have you ever seen um drunk history
1: no i'm familiar with the show but i have not seen it
0: all right that is my favorite show ever really of all time really? yes yes oh. um
1: why is that
0: i mean so i discovered it when i was in college i i spent i would spend like all day every day at the library and this one day i came home and was just like looking through stuff we had an apple tv i think and this was like before apple tv had like actual content so you would just hook up netflix and hulu and whatever else to it And I was just, like, looking at stuff. And then I saw Drunk History. I saw that it was a Comedy Central show. And I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And then um, I sparked up a joint. I, you know, smoked a dube and sat back and could not stop laughing at the stuff that they were showing. Um, What I love about it is it takes, like, the parts of history that you want to learn about right like each person that they have on that show they have memorized a story from history that they really love having to do with like some sort of topic um and I looked at I looked into this because I was like wow man it would be so cool to be like a guest on drunk history. I wonder like what they have to do to do this.
1: And the, but, are these all fame? these are famous comedians that are usually per- portraying these characters. Um,
0: I wouldn't even say that all of them are or, like really famous. I would just say oh, that okay. like it's comedians and uh, writers and actors. So they're either they're comedians, right. they're comedic writers or they're comedic actors that are all um, on the show. I don't, I think the show was canceled um, recently. They had a pretty, mm. pretty long run, but yeah. um, so what they do is they invite the people onto the show. They have them like be like, okay, so this is the overarching topic. What story from history would you like to tell? Then they pick a story. They, Uh, write it out right in the way that they have retained it and then they get these guys wasted and I mean like 10 out of 10 hammered like some of these people puke on the TV show they never like show the puke so to all you folks who are squeamish you have nothing to worry about but they like a few people have puked on this show Um, They bring him in, they have him retell the story, and then as the person is retelling the story to their best of their drunk ability, they have a reenactment, like, overlaid. So whatever the drunk person is saying exactly is what they have the reenactor lip sync to, which Hmm. just makes it... Oh God, it's just so good! Just do yourself Wait. a favor and watch it. It's so, so they're
1: re- they're they're really drunk then.
0: Oh, they're hammered! You need to watch oh. this, Frank. It's so funny.
1: I'm very intrigued now. I didn't know I, that was the concept. I mean, I thought it was to me just seeing the previews and the commercials. I thought it was just a, a twist on history and making it kind of funny. But I didn't know actual alcohol was involved. I'm in. Oh I'm in. yeah, it's in my queue. I'm in my queue. <laughs>
0: good good then uh, next okay so by next episode your homework assignment is to watch one episode don't start with episode one okay don't do that rookie mistake this is one of those shows that you don't have to watch in order don't make the rookie mistake of watching episode one because no episode one of a show like that is the best one uh really i mean like think about it like you're only gonna get better as the episodes go on the first episode of breaking bad is garbage compared to any episode in the last season
1: i would i would only say the first episode of glee one of the best standalone episodes you'll ever see i just want to say you can put that in your queue
0: that you, Damn it. you would, you would say that about Glee. All right. <laughs> I, if, if song and dance is your thing, go ahead and watch Glee. But like, I'm not, I I'm cannot, not saying, I'm, my problem with that show, it romanticized sorry, high school. Like, stop. Can we stop romanticizing high school, please? please these kids have enough think... bullshit to deal with <laughs> same with being I... in your 20s let's stop romanticizing that because it actually sucks okay
1: <laughs> i i didn't think glee would be triggering but um i, I didn't I, you know i didn't think that deeply about the show i thought it was kind of fun but it does it does completely re roman- romanticize it and Frank, there's a, a big
0: difference between being triggered and just having a lot of opinions. And uh, I, I have a lot of opinions. That's, um, that's what you're hearing right there. I'm not triggered. I'm just like you song just and like. dance, song and dance about high school. We're gonna have some of the best music of all time. We're gonna have these kids perform it and sing it about being in high school. That's that's what we decided to do with this. That's what we decided. I just I can't I can't handle that. All right, I can't.
1: I apparently not. So not a fan of Glee, noted. Okay. Please cut some literally issues.
0: I just picture you like sitting over there with like a notepad with like it just says don't bring up simulation theory
1: <laughs> or Glee don't two bring up, up. two topics that are now off the table <laughs> Glee Men in Black International Glee and
0: I'm sure there'll I'm be just more
1: gonna, I'm just gonna watch Drunk History.
0: Yeah, you should. And I'm going to watch, what was the name of it? It was on Men I, in Black
1: International?
0: No, the one that, the other one that you said, was it about pirates? I don't remember.
1: Pirates of the Caribbean? Uh, no, you, Oh, The Untouchables. The
0: Untouchables. I'm going to watch yeah. that. And you're you going to watch I, Drunk History.
1: I think you would like that. And I think you would find a parallel- It's, it's with
0: Al Capone, right? That's what this is about?
1: Right, and I, I'm drawing a parallel to the whatever they call it, the mob, the mafia, to pirates, and maybe that movie will will connect the dots that I see. But I oh, think no, modern 100%. day, one hundred
0: percent, like, right. I think that is a very fair um, comparison. The mob just did it in like. I feel like maybe a less romantic way.
1: Hmm. So, you feel we should romanticize pirates, one might say.
0: I think that. Ro- and not, and pirates, not high school. I think pirates romanticize themselves because it's like so long ago that it's easy to romanticize. You should just ah. never. You should never romanticize high school. The only decade that was good about romanticizing high school was the nine, the eighties and the nineties. They were so good about romanticizing high school, hmm. and then everything just went to shit, Frank.
1: <laughs> <laughs> as as it always does. Yeah. It's it's all fun and games, and then it just goes to shit.
0: All right. Well, I have to go. This has been a great episode of Comfortably Troubled. You can find us at comfortably-troubled.com. You can write into to us at comfy, C-O-M-F-Y dot trouble, T-R-O-U-B-L-E uh, at gmail.com. And follow us on Instagram, Comfortably Troubled. All right. I will talk to you later, Frank. All right.